There is a beautiful place of surrender at the intersection of self-trust and allowing yourself to release control over the outcome. And understanding that part of yourself is really all about understanding how you are designed. Today on the podcast, I have my friend Kaylee Tugas, who is a human design business coach, and we are talking all things human design, empowerment, spirituality, energetics, you name it, we are talking about it. It is one of the most powerful conversations I have had in a very long time, and I am so excited to share it with you. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach people across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my desire is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Courage Cast. You are in for a treat today. Honestly, this conversation you're about to hear with Kaylee is like literally fire. I was buzzing when I got off the call today, and I was so excited about what we talked about. And even right now, as I am processing through our conversation, I am thinking about the impact that it is going to have on you, your life, and your business. So buckle up, because this is a really good one. Kaylee, welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm so glad to have you as a guest on the show. I have been so excited to have this conversation with you to talk all about human design. So welcome. Thank you, Andrea, for having me on here. And yes, I feel blessed to be on here too, because you and I have connected how many times and we just always hit it off and can talk about anything or find anything to talk about. So I have no (laughs) doubt this episode is just gonna be amazing. I know we we could have just a whole series of our conversations. (laughs) You you say that we probably could. We spent how much time, 20 minutes just sitting here talking already and uh, went down how many different, as I call them, rabbit holes um, this morning already. So yeah, we probably could. We could have an entire series of us just visiting back and forth about all the differences and similarities that we have. (laughs) People would be like, you never know who would listen because... Sometimes people just got to know that stuff, right? They're like, what? Tell us all the things. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) Let's dive deep. Come on. Yeah, we can solve all the world's problems, you know? Yeah, one episode at a time. Absolutely. I love that. I know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that sounds like a good idea for, you know, when we, when we feel like we have a little bit of a spare time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, Andrea. That's great. Yes. So, I am excited to talk about human design. This has been something that I have, like in the past year, I would say all of 2022. (laughs) They're like, there's your dog. (laughs) It never fails. (laughs) All of 2022 is really when I dove into human design in the sense of like really starting to understand it. 
uh, you and I connected last year. And I just, it, it almost like took me a little bit of time just to kind of like get used to the concept. We'll talk a little bit more obviously about it um, and even how you got into it. But I would love for you just to introduce yourself and tell the audience who you are a little bit about yourself and who you serve. Absolutely. So I always introduce myself as I'm a human design business coach. Um, I help entrepreneurs understand their human design to infuse it into their life and business and really unlock and unleash what is holding them back. So what I find with entrepreneurs or actually anybody is that um, there's always something underneath us that is holding us back from moving forward. And sometimes we don't even realize what it is. So it's something we call in human design is conditioning and conditioning means it's just the way society or a parent or a friend or whoever has told us we're supposed to do something in a different way. And it doesn't align with us in our particular design. And so the easiest example I always give is manifesting generators are made to not be linear. They're made to kind of be all over the place. They're made to change their mind. And so I'll meet with a, a manifesting generator for the first time and we'll be talking through something like, yeah, I have all this frustration around X thing. And that X thing, typically what it comes down to is they're trying to do something that's no longer aligned for them because they are told they can't change their mind. We need to start something. We need to finish something. And something that simple of explaining to them that they're really made to change their mind and switch directions just empowers them and unlocks them to now step into that and being able to switch directions without holding on to that guilt or shame of not finishing it. Mm, I love that. I, I think that for me, when I've been like learning about human design for myself, there have been many times where I'm like, oh, like even when it came to understanding uh, how I make decisions. At first, I thought, no wonder I found it hard to make decisions if I was doing pros and cons. Because <laughs> I wasn't made to make decisions that way. I was made to make decisions with a gut instinct and through my sacral. And so, you know, I would just know and I would second guess that that was right. Mm -hmm. 100%. Because I didn't have proof for that. Right. And that's kind of what we're told, right? Like we, we're mm -hmm. supposed to go to our minds to make our decisions. Um, I don't know how many times I was told that as a kid or even in my adulthood of like, just do a pros and cons list. That'll oh, tell yeah. you which direction to go. Right. And I can remember at times doing a pros and cons list and my cons would be higher than my pros. And I'm like, but my body is telling me, yes, why, why can I not do this? Like now I have this piece of paper telling me that I'm not supposed to do something, but my full body, right. is like, you need to do this thing. And so it is, it's a society thing that tells us that we're supposed to do a pros and cons list. We're supposed to go to our mind and think it through instead of just listening to our body. And really every single energy type, and every single what we call authority, which is our decision making process is really about listening to your body and what it's telling you to do and getting out of your mind. Um, mm. And I'm sure there's people listening to this right now. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but it's amazing when people start to step into it. And I remember our conversation of talking about that gut instinct for you. And you just kind of sitting there looking at me like, I know what you're talking about. But that is not what I've been told. Um, and that's very, very common. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it really has made a difference this year. Uh, when I'm thinking about something, I have to remind myself, ask myself a yes, no question. Now, I'm a generator. So, 
you know, this is different for the different types, which, you know, I'll let you explain that in a, in a few minutes. But it, for me, has helped me to know, you know, is this a yes, a full body yes or a full body no? And I'd heard people talk about that so much, like, it'll be a full body yes or full. And I'm like, what does that even mean? How would you even know? How is How does your body know, you know, different things? And I started with small things and just feeling like, or just having a sense or knowing like, okay, that yes or no, without really thinking about it. And then kind of like going back and going, what did I do? Reverse engineer. Like, how did that feel? How did that come up? So that I I could recognize it again when it came. Absolutely. And did you and I, did you and I have the coffee, coffee cup conversation? I think we had the coffee cup conversation where, sure. Okay, so what I always tell generators and manifesting generators to get back in touch with that sacral is exactly what you said, little things, right? So I always say, like, when you go, if you're a coffee drinker or tea drinker in the morning and you go to your coffee cup cupboard and you open oh, it up. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation. But yeah. what I always say is fill into your coffee cup, like, literally let your body tell you what coffee cup to grab. And I will guarantee you're going to be switching coffee cups every day or once a week, whatever it is for you. And I've had people say, well, I get so like, I had this little bit of frustration in the morning. And that's the first thing I'll go to with the generator and manifesting generator is, are you drinking out of the same coffee cup every single morning? And most of the time they'll say, yes. And I'm like, switch up your coffee cup and see if it helps. And it's something that little and minute that makes the frustration go away. The other thing I tell people in your morning routine, if you have frustration, and I I have no doubt people are going to cringe when they hear this, is drink your coffee, then brush your teeth. Like literally just switch up two little things in your routine and see if that frustration goes away. If it does, that means, okay, it's time to change up my routine. If it makes the frustration worse, then it's not time to change up the routine. There's something else that's going on in there that is causing Mm -hmm. the frustration. Um, But yeah, it's really tapping into that, that sacral, that gut feeling. And we hear that a lot in society, right? Like they're like, what does your gut say? And you're hearing that more and more. The great thing is 70% of our population has that gut feeling. The other 30% though of our population does not have that gut instinct or that gut feeling. So for them, um, there's been some conditioning of having that gut feeling when I break it down and those energy types are projector, manifestor, reflectors. When I'm like, do you really have a gut feeling or is it a different sensation in your body? And typically they'll be like, it's a sensation in my whole body. Isn't that what a gut feeling is? It's like, no, the sensation you get is a different way that you respond to things in front of you versus a generator and manifesting generator get that full body gut feeling that hell yes hell no thing that momentum towards it those mm-hmm. other energy types it's a completely different story even the other day like this has really helped my decision making process i'm renting a car yep. and i had some options and i was thinking about what i wanted and i there was one in particular i'm like this is the one and then i was almost persuaded into another one and I just like nope this and I went with the one that I thought I was supposed to go with and it was so it's it's so interesting because I think before I would have okay which is the cheapest one and what is this and what is that and you know and I was like no I have to trust that I am being led like Mm -hmm. I'm internally being led to choose something. And I, after the coffee cup conversation, now that you did remind me exactly what, what we were talking about, 
I do. I always choose a different coffee cup every day. And for my morning routine, because I have a very like similar morning routine in the sense that I do the same things, but sometimes I change the order. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yep. So there are always like the same things are happening, but there there are times where I'm like, no, okay, today I'm going to go do this first and then this, this, and this. And then some days I choose a different order and it's just how I feel in the day. Like it's not, you know, whereas before I would have literally make your bed have your water, you know, all the things. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I, you know, I think it's something really too about what you were saying with the car and love mm. to circle back to that for a second, because another thing that I often see is when it comes to money, we are conditioned tons around how to make those decisions. Right. Yeah. So if you grew up in a house where you, you bought everything that was the cheapest or on sale or that you had to have a coupon or something like that, you're really going to go back to doing that when it comes to buying versus listening to that internal instinct or gut feeling or emotion that you have around it. And when we do that and we don't fall back into our own way of processing and figuring out what we need, Mm -hmm. it actually can cause some scarcity in our, in our, in our lives Um, and scarcity around money or mindset problems around money. Because when we listen to that internal feeling, no matter what it is, right? So maybe you bought the most expensive car the other day, because that's where you were pulled to. That means that you're opening up doors and for yourself that you don't even know about. And that's the cool thing with human design, when you start stepping into it and following the way you're supposed to make your decisions is, it's not going off of what you learned, it's going off of what you feel or that instinct. And then more things drop in more abundance, I always call it abundance, because to Mm. me, it is, you end up with more abundance in your life, um, which leads to more paths that you can't even imagine. You know, it's so funny you're saying that because like just to back the story up just slightly, I'm Go going it. to actually going to Toronto to pick up my brother's dog to bring her here so that my brother can go on vacation. <laughs> I love it. And at the end of the day, um, he could have come here. But there's a funeral that I want to attend uh, on the weekend. And so about a week or so ago, none of this was in play in the sense of like, except for I knew that the funeral was was then. But I was thinking, I'm probably not going to go. It's winter. I'm not going to drive my car down there. All these things. And then as it turns out, I had two people who had booked for uh, time with me on Friday. And I had a an instinct, a gut instinct, to tell them I was not going to be available. And even though I had no plan to go to Toronto. So I literally changed both of those people, rescheduled them for a different time, still didn't book the day off of my calendar. And then within a couple of days, I went to a dog kennel for the very first time, met the guy, ended up that I'm going to put my dog in that kennel while I go to Toronto to get my brother's dog in a rental car that I had no idea I was going to rent. All during the time that I had booked off and intuitively known I was not available. Yep. And so it's really interesting because as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, all I was doing was following the nudge. Yep. That's it. A hundred percent. And that's really what it is, right? And I I love that because as you're talking about that, like I just had a similar situation happen in my life where 
I'm going out to get trained in somatic breath work next week. We're mm-hmm. going up to Salt Lake City. And through January, we're sitting there and I'm like, we need to book our tickets. We need to book our tickets. Like, that's why I keep telling my husband, because if we don't book them soon enough. What happens? Prices go up. It's going to cost us more money. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were sitting there and I looked at him. I'm like, there is something inside of me saying we are not supposed to book these tickets. Don't understand it. Don't get it. Right. But we're not supposed to book these tickets. And he left the room and he came back and he goes, I got the same weird feeling. I don't think we should fly. I'm like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, as we're leading up to this, I'm also sitting there in my business going, okay, I need to come up with some extra money to make this happen. This, this trip happen. And could have, I went into scarcity mindset. Could have, I went to that spot of like, okay, I'm going to drop the price on stuff. I'm going to sell things quickly. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> do, right. And you're laughing. Like if anybody's <laughs> listening to this and they're an entrepreneur, they know exactly. They're what like, yep. Right. And I had a couple slower months. So like I yeah. needed some cash flow. And I, I sat there for about 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm like, I need to make this happen. I need to make this happen. And I kind of went what I call bad hustle. I was yeah. like, I went into this bad hustle mindset for a second, this scarcity mindset. And then I stopped and I went, why am I doing this? Like, that makes no sense. I'm just going to sit with this for a little bit. I'm going to go back to what I know about myself. And then I turned around and I, I offered it up to the universe, my higher power, the God, and said, you know, show me how this is going to happen. Like, show me, like bring the abundance in to make it so that this doesn't feel like a stretch for me this time. Yeah. And I tell you what the moment, and it didn't happen instantly. It's not like it just boom and appears, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like somebody walked up to my step with a a lottery (laughs) check and I want $50,000 or something. Girl, you're like, it's so funny. We're like parallel lives. (laughs) Right. Well, And so, you know, I stepped into that and I tell you what, in the last week, I've had more abundance come into my business than I could have imagined. Now have flights went up? Yeah, but we've gotten everything figured out. We're going to drive out there. Unless something changes and we get a pull to book a flight, our plan is to drive out there. We've rented a car. We're going that route with it. Um, my husband ended up with an extra day off, so we don't have to like hustle to get back as fast. But I tell you what, putting it out there and offering it up and trusting that higher power of yours it's scary, man. It is so scary. Yes. Because we've been conditioned Agreed. so heavily on we shouldn't do that. Like you're going to yeah. trust something that you can't see. Yeah. And I, like I said, I tell you what, I've had more money come in to support this trip than I even mm. needed. So now there's, there's no worry around the trip. There's no concern around it. And so that is the, that's the great thing when you start listening to your body and stepping into what your body is telling you and following that path. It's pretty cool to see what unravels and unfolds for you. Um, and that scarcity mindset, uh, letting that go, mm-hmm. it's, it's just amazing to watch it unfold for not just myself, but my clients as they step into it and watching your face light up as you step into it. You know, oh, I mean, it's crazy. so much abundance. It's so much abundance. Okay. So I have to read you something because this is just what has been coming up for me in the past like week. All about surrender. Oh, yeah. And we talked about that. Yeah, surrendering the outcome and for me really is about letting go of the control, the need to control everything. And again, as you're saying, that could be conditioning. Oh, yeah. I'm conditioned to want to control certain things. And so when I feel the least bit of scarcity or fear or doubt or insecurity around my decision or what I feel like should be happening or doing – then my immediate response is, oh, I better do something. 
I better, you know, take control of the situation. Okay, so I'm going to read this to you. This has just came up. And I've, I, I feel like I've been reading this a lot. So bear with me. I feel like it's supposed to be on the podcast. So we're at rest while a power much greater than our own takes over. And it does a much better job than we could have done. We learn to trust that the power that holds galaxies together can handle the circumstances of our relatively little lives. Surrender means, by definition, giving up attachment to results. When we surrender to God, we let go of attachment to how things happen on the outside, while we become more concerned with what happens on the inside. The experience of love is a choice we make, a mental decision to see love as the only real purpose and value in any situation. Until we make that choice, we keep striving for results that we think make us happy. 100% agree. That's like spot on, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. And as yeah. as as you were reading that, so the th- I had a couple thoughts that came to my mind, but one of the thoughts that came in is I did my advanced training for human design back in October. And I do it through my human design, Jenna Zoe, she's amazing. And she, in there, she made this comment and it stuck with me and it, it follows exactly what you're talking about. Uh, there's this line. Mm-hmm. And on one side of the line is kind of like the bureaucracies, the, what society tells us. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the line is trusting your inner knowing. Either side of the line, there's a little bit of crazy with it. It's <laughs> you, but you get to pick what yeah. side of crazy you want to be on. You get to pick mm-hmm. what side of that you're going to follow and be a part of. And she goes, have I followed things and people have looked at me like I'm on the crazy side? Absolutely. But I would rather be on that side and know that there's more abundance, there's more coming in for me than the other side and be miserable. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. That's a bit of a personal question. Go for it. Okay. I'm I'm an open book. You know that. Yeah, Um, I do. I do know that. Um, And this is because this is something that's happening with me. And I felt intuitively led to just to talk about this. I don't know why. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am feeling in this new season, this next one that's upon us, like what we're entering in. I'm feeling like I am stepping out into uncharted territory perhaps doing and saying things I might not have thought I would do and say Absolutely. and share. And there's a part of me that is like, are you sure? <laughs> is that really <laughs> what you want to do? <laughs> and I feel you might be at the same place. Absolutely. Are we going to go a little woo here? Is that what Yeah, you're let's do idea? it. Let's do it. Let's go wooey. Yeah. It's absolutely. 11 11 right now, by the way. if that's not a sign I don't know what is it right yeah I know it's different time for you but for me it's 11 11 11 11 we'll go with it we'll go with it it's your podcast right so that's right yeah so um yeah I think I've always been a person that has been very connected uh to my higher power and Mm -hmm. um had an ability to sense things and feel things at a deeper level than most and didn't realize that and so I often talk about in my stories on Instagram that I, I have my woo coach um, and she's amazing. She's it's Tara Kirby and she's really helped me kind of step into that. 
um, because I do feel things deeply and not at a, I don't, I don't identify myself though. I don't identify myself as anything. I, that's just not who I am. But um, some people would say, oh, you're an empath. And I, I don't identify myself as an empath because the way I feel things is at a deeper level than just a feeling. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about this, this wooey side of us. Like I have my sage sitting here now. I love to sage my house now. It's something I yeah, 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 exactly. Right. <laughs> my husband, on the other hand, does not like the smell of sage. So I need to get the <laughs> other one. And I can't yeah. think of it. there's a wood. Right. And so but have found like little rituals, little routines that I've added into my my life and into my practice have helped me and my clients. And so it's amazing when you start staging and um, the release that comes with it at that energetic being level. That is so amazing to me, um, along with allowing yourself to open up enough to actually energetically, you know, tap into other people and be a part of other people and being able to help them at even a higher level than just what our human experience is supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like that is something that you are going to go deeper in in your own work? Yeah. So, I mean, I think even stepping into somatic breath work, whether mm-hmm. people want to admit that that's we or not, that's up to them. But I feel like it is. It's helped me connect and get what us in the woo world refer to as downloads. Like I get yep. information um, dropped into me when I'm doing somatic breath work and I'm in that state of um, the unconscious area and subconscious like area opening up. And I tell you what, it's pretty cool when that happens because the things that come in and following those, again, trusting something that I have no idea what it is, um, has has moved my business and my life threefold. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, re- it really is this area of um, unknown and uncharted waters for me. But I tell you what, there's so much excitement with it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's interesting. Like I have done breath work and I had an experience just with a, a friend of mine just about a week ago, actually, where it was my first led in-person led breathwork session. Mm-hmm. I've done yeah. them in groups and I've done them where, you know, it's a person and whatever. But <laughs> this would, was the first one for me. And I think you and I were the one who talked about energetically connecting with somebody and receiving from them. Yep. Yeah. As soon yeah. as I said that, I was like, that was where we had that conversation. Yep. Of course we did. We definitely need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there, universe, just whatever. Absolutely. Um, anyways, having said that, it was phenomenal. It was so good. I got so many downloads. But also for me, I get it through music. Oh, I could totally see that with you. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. And it is. And the more I'm like, I'm like kind of like leaning into like I brought my keyboard upstairs it's been in the basement for a long time like I obviously been a musician forever and ever but there had been literally a, an entire season where I was not playing or singing okay. and then I found out my throat chakra was blocked and I was like well of course and I'm not singing I mean I'm not Correct. doing anything because I'm you know and so part of the process of healing was like okay I'm going to put it up there and there were things that were it was just like I don't know happening like one thing one thing one thing one thing and then of course I started singing and playing more and I can literally turn on music and it and I've I've just even started studying this now there's certain music I won't get a download yep 
and then there is a certain other music and it's immediately put it on yep. and boom, I drop in. Absolutely. Like it's almost kind of like literally, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing ever, but it's the way I go deep and I attach to the subconscious. And so I know for some people it's like it's breath and some people it's like a meditative state and some people it's they can run and it happens. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, it's really individualized to a person, yeah. um, 110%. Like, I have no doubt, along with channeling. So that's another thing mm-hmm. that can happen from time to time for me is I'll channel, uh, especially on podcasts or when I'm talking to people. Um, the podcast will come out and I'll listen to it later. And I'm like, I don't remember saying any of that. And it's because I, I got into this yeah. channeling state and stuff mm-hmm. just started flowing, right? Um, again, if if people don't know what that is, it's you're getting downloads, you're getting information from your higher power to release out. Yes. And so 100% what you're saying. Um, and I, I love how you bring up the energetic connection and how you hadn't had that experience because you and I talked about that pretty deep. I'm like, you have to be okay with the person that is in the room leading you. Yes. You have to be open energetically to let them in. And that has to feel safe for you. And if it doesn't feel safe for you, you're not going to release it enough to allow that to happen. I mean, you want to talk about a vulnerable state that is tenfold more vulnerable than just like opening up and sharing something about yourself locally. Yes. Like when you let somebody in, I mean, you're, you're opening yourself up energetically to anything that's there. And yes. that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't know how to walk through that yourself, like if you've never been through, um, through having to like process out what you don't need that's that can be a long process for somebody if they don't know how to do that because then they just sit with all that energy and it just kind of culminates in their life (laughs) and it's happened to me I know like until I realized what was actually happening like oh I don't I didn't realize I was carrying another person's energy or something else that they brought in that wasn't even mine and until I started to learn how to guard my own energy and how to be in my own energy and notice what does that feel like versus something else. And even there will be times where something's really, really good and I'm really excited. Like yesterday, for example, like I had a really good day, I had great conversations, but then at the end of it, I can feel my body's buzzing. And Absolutely. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to sleep because of all this too much energy. Yep. I have to clear it out. I'm like, this is all was all great. And for what it was, but I can't keep that energy. Was it was it a do what I need a, to do? Was it a very light energy? Was it like a positive energy? Or was there some negativeness with it? Or some like no, it's positive down? even. Yeah. So that would yeah. that would totally fall into your generator self. Because like, the more energy you create, the more you'll overflow into others. I'm guessing whatever you were doing yesterday with the people around you, they probably were generators and manifesting generators. Mm-hmm. So that extra energy you're talking about would totally fit into that. Um, the other thing you can do with that is just like clean or use it in a productive way, or you can clear it. So for those that don't know how to clear energy, that's what I would tell them is use it to do something productive in your house. Like you have this extra energy, by all means use it. Because learning yeah. how to clear takes some time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's so funny you mentioned that because there are a lot of times where I will like I'll feel I need to clear the space. I need to clear a room. 
or, you know, and it's different each time I'll be led to do different things. I'll be, you know, I I notice how, and I just don't question it anymore. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'll just do it. Yep. And then, yeah. And then I, I often at the end at the, at night, I sit there for a few minutes in, in quiet for myself. And I'm like, okay, where am I at here? Like, I'm at, where's, how's my nervous system here? (laughs) You know, like, Oh, um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Okay, there's so there's a couple of things with this that I would I would love to touch on and yeah. So for you, for people that don't know, in human design there's centers. And those centers are the squares and triangles on your chart when you run it. And if they're colored in, that means you own that area. Um, you have that part of you true to you. Mm-hmm. If it's white in those centers, that means you're open and receive from others for those areas. So for you, Andrea, you have a lot of openness. So you receive a ton of information from other people, whether it is good or bad. And it's up to you how you use it or block it or get it out of your system. And so some people are going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's because they probably have more color in their chart. And people who have more Mm. color in their chart don't understand necessarily all the time what it means to take on other people's energy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for me, I've had to learn, like you said, how how to guard it, clear it, do what I need to do with it. Or no, is it mine or somebody else's? Yeah. And also the thing that you that you've taught me and I've learned it's like I had to learn through doing it really because yep. I I really didn't understand it, but response like that, you know, how to respond. I was like, I don't know what that means. So I want you to you to clarify when people are like oh I have to respond to something what does that mean yeah so if they're a generator or manifesting generator they have to wait to respond to something and what that means is not like sit on the couch all day and wait for something to like walk by that's beautiful to go after it right it means we respond to things that are put in our path along our day so it could literally be waking up and you grab your phone and there's an email or there's a notification you're responding to that notification it could be a text message it could be all of a sudden something pings on your computer as you're working. It could be somebody reaching out on Instagram and asking how you're doing. Like you respond to things all day long and interact with things all day long. That is like, that's responding. That's correct for you. Um, what I often hear though, is people are like, well, nothing's coming my way. What am I supposed to be doing? And I'm like, so you're sitting in a black room doing nothing. They're like, well, no, I'm, you know, I'm doing these different things. And, and I'm like, you're responding to stuff all day long. Mm-hmm. And so that's the the big thing when we talk about generators and manifesting generators is really waiting for something to, to drop in front of you. What's not aligned is going, I'm going to create this program from my head and push it out. And then it doesn't sell or it doesn't have success, or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in my life. And then you're like doing it from a spot of your mind versus your intuition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I have noticed that even I had a conversation with a friend the other day and there is a topic that came up and immediately this is what we and her and I talk about human design all the time. She was actually the one who introduced it to me. Like she got into mm-hmm. it and then she's like, have you heard about human design? And I was like, no, what is that? Anyways. Um, and so I said this particular thing and and I'm like, I should do a masterclass on this. She goes, you should do a masterclass on that. And it was the weirdest thing because it was not something I would have chosen. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> like I would have been like, that is not what I'm going to talk about. 
Yeah. But all yeah. of a sudden I was like fired up about that. And I was like, I could speak to that. I know what to say with to that. I should do that. And then it was so funny because I it is now on my calendar. I am That's going awesome. to do it. Today I spent some time. I just got quiet. So, so what is it? <laughs> okay, no, well, let's, here let's let's go here because I have something okay. too that I have that's like been pulling at me that I need to okay. just figure it out. So you share yours off your mind. And it this may obviously release after it's been done because it's actually gonna come up quite right. quickly. But um it's it's really it's it's called the Empowered Leader Masterclass. Ooh, love it. But here's what it stems from. I got goosebumps. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> um, it it stems from toxic behavior and culture within leadership. Oh, this is, I just had this conversation um, with another entrepreneur who does my content yeah. and we were talking about leadership and how, okay, anyway, keep going because I'll go down another radical, but keep going. Yeah. So it, it stems from the fact that I had many, many years in my own life where I was uh, both as a teacher and a pastor in toxic environments where the leadership was extremely toxic and resulting in spiritual abuse oh, of I've myself and others. Yep. And I'm talking like two decades long. I I know I have a very close friend that was um, a deacon in a church and the stuff she went through and the stuff she put, like, I'm probably going to tear up talking even just a little bit about it because it was so horrendous. Yeah. And I can't it, tell it, you how many times I told her that like, this would not make it in a, a regular business. Like this would not be okay in a regular Correct. business. Yeah. And she would take it to leadership. She would do things with it and gotten like nowhere. Like it was kind of like suck it up, Sally. I mean, it yeah. was like, it was awful. Yeah. It's it's so um I've talked about a lot in my in the podcast in a context of like the faith religious context but what I've seen lately with my clients and just in the coaching industry it's at large is this toxic behavior of manipulation and of top down and it's a very similar thing to what I had experienced and also healed from for many years. So of course yeah. I'm very keenly aware of when it's happening and I can, and people can say all they want about certain things. I'm like, yeah, no, like I'm like, whatever. No, yeah. I just know. Yeah. And, um, and so the empowerment of leaders and coaches and entrepreneurs to stand in their own self-trust, but to be healed and know when that's happening Mm -hmm. And know how to guard themselves from it, and also lead yeah. from a place of integrity themselves. Oh, this maybe when they've been hurt in yeah. a nine to five, or yep. you know the reason they left a nine to five was because they got fired or laid off, and there's a lot of hurt, or there was they had toxic bosses, or you know they've been they've had that, and of course they're carrying that now into entrepreneurship. Oh, a hundred percent, and yeah, this, this is just like. Okay, this is totally one of those moments of like, I follow that. And this makes so much sense. And yeah. so because I was just having a conversation, I had an individual who did my content for me, love him, he's great. And we were, we were having this conversation and I was telling him about how I have noticed in the online platform with coaches that they they have 
all these coaches underneath them that they're they're in essence training or helping. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's this authority level. Yeah. And there shouldn't be an authority level when we talk about coaching. Like if you and I are working together, we're we're equals. Correct. We're equals. You are not above me. I am not below you. We are equals. And the, like part of the problem is, is that coaches go to a coach to get assistance and then they put them at this authority level and then they follow everything they say instead of following themselves. And they start doing stuff that's not aligned exactly like you're talking about. And then they get upset or they get hurt or whatever it may be because things aren't working. It's because you're holding authority to somebody that doesn't deserve the authority. Yes. 110%. The other thing that I've seen with it is that you have all these people that you're leading, but you've never led before. Right? And so conflicts come up or or things happen and you take it personal as that, that main coach or mentor. Not intentionally but because you've never had to lead a bunch of people yes right so like when i was in my career in ems at one point i was in leadership for six years i had upwards of 50 people underneath me Mm -hmm. that i had to lead i had supervisors i had boots on the ground yeah and had to lead those people and i tell you what i can't tell you how many times i had to take myself out of that situation personally and be their boss and how many times i had to put myself in there personally and be a friend And those are two different roles with two different hats. And in the coaching industry, there's a really hard time for people to understand that there's different spots and how to work through those when they're working with individuals. And to source safety. Correct. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I look at it from even a perspective of the coach or the coachee, right? Mm -hmm. For me now going in and being coached, I've had some phenomenal experiences. Like I'm not going to say everyone has been bad. Like they've all been, Absolutely. they've been amazing, Yep. but there have been, I have had really tough uh, experiences. And a lot of that was because I had unhealed things in my life. Correct. So I was continually attracting something until that was going to get healed. Correct. And then I would be like, why do I keep bumping up against the same thing over and over and over and over again? And I just want to grow my business and I just want to do this. And I keep bumping up against this. And I was like, oh, I need to do the work. It's in Mm -hmm. me. This person is magnifying it to me because of I'm attracting that into me. And so the empowered leader is someone who understands they need to do the transformative work themselves in order to be coached and be in a teachable place to learn something new and grow and expand. But they also are going to conversely be the person who is doing that for other people. And if you have all of these uh, behaviors and like things that have not been healed, and then you're coaching people, it's just literally bleeding into all of the work you're doing. Why is Mm -hmm. this not working? Why is this not growing? Why are people's lives not being changed? what's going on here. It's like, oh, well, I'm bringing that into this coaching relationship. And I don't know how it's like it goes back into the energy piece. Oh, yeah, I was right. I was gonna gonna say, it's also what I've noticed when I work with different coaches is I, I was taking on their energy. And until I completely understood that it's like, wait a minute, I'm holding this for them. And I don't need to. Right, right. Like, I don't need to hold this space for them. Mm -hmm. And I was holding stuff and then realizing like my business wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. That's on me. That's not on them. Right. Right. Just exactly. Like, it's just like it's looking at yourself and reflecting in and going, wait a minute. 
what is like I said, I had a couple of slow months. So it was reflecting on myself and going, why am I having slow months? What am I not aligned with? What am I taking on that's not mine? What am I trying to do that doesn't, you know, fall into my path? It's not going, well, my coach is crap and blaming my coach or my mentor, which I have multiples at a time because of who I am. I've recognized I don't, I need more than one yeah. to help me. Right. And so, and that's, that is so key when we talk about this online platform and helping others and leading others. The other thing I would say to anybody listening to this is, are you going to your coach for the answers or are you going to your coach to work through to find your own answer? And that's huge to me with my clients. I flat out tell them before they start working with me, I will not give you the answers. I will help you find the answers. I will guide you towards your answers, Mm -hmm. but I will never give you an answer. So if you are coming to me to work with me because you want me to give you all the answers, I'm not your person. Yeah. I'm not your person at all. Along with your life has to be in order for your business to be in order. Your business has to be in order for your life to be in order. If one of those are off, the pendulum, it's you're, you're not going to have success in either. Yeah. Which is, I think, why I find it interesting, you know, and there's people who probably maybe this works for, I don't know, you know the human design aspect of it, I don't, but... Where it's like, okay, follow this, you know, strategy or blueprint, X, Y, Z. And, you know, and I'm like, I was the person who did that like a bazillion times. Not me for my clients, but me learning. And so frustrated because I'm like, that doesn't work. That's not working for me. You know, um, because I was going to say like in the transformation space, we really, we have to know that that's not applicable. In the business space, a lot of business people are doing that. Do this. Boom, boom, boom. You're not getting results? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? (laughs) You're shaking your head. I know you have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. People could see my face right now. There's no no hiding this. I was like, you're lit up like a Christmas tree. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's made to do something exactly the same. And mm-hmm. most of the time when we have stuff that's step-by-step order, it's made for a generator or manifesting generator. You're leaving out that other three 30% of the population. Right. And that's the, that's the thing is when you're building your own business, whether it is a brick and mortar, whether it's an online space, it needs to be built from you. Yeah. So if you're taking anybody's process and implementing it, that it's not allowing you to create within that process, it's never going to work. You're never going to have the success that you want to have because it's not about you. It's about them and their process. Yes. Every single human is different. Everybody's human design is different because in human design, there's an aspect of DNA. There's a part of it that relates back to our DNA. Nobody has the same DNA unless it's twins, identical twins born on the exact same time on the exact same day, right? Like they're the only ones that have the DNA makeup that's the same. Every other human out here does not have the same thing. So why are we taking somebody's process and copying it over and over and over and over for every single person? It's not going to work. They're not going to have success. And then having this like guilt and shame, like, oh, I did this. I hired them. I'm (laughs) I didn't have the results. And then going into this like, you know. So there's there there's so much I think when when we're in the coaching space or 
in this space, this transformation space, I think that is really important for us to be aware of and have healing around and understanding around in our lives so that we can have a bigger impact. Oh, absolutely. 110%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. And I mean, I feel like people get into the coaching industry, the mentorship industry to make an impact on people, right? Yes. Like nobody got into it and said, I'm I'm doing this just to make a million dollars. I don't care how I get there. Well, I think there are people who do do that. I was going to say there are people (laughs) that do that. But again, like they're not having the outcomes that they truly want. The majority of us get into it because we don't fit the nine to five. Corporate's not for us. We've been in toxic areas and we want to be on our own. And there's some part of us, whatever it is, that wants to make an impact on another person or Mm -hmm. multiple people. Yeah. I think what gets in the way and when we start to see these cookie cutter things is that that money hungry, right? Like people get money hungry and how can I make this a faster process so I can get more people through so I can make more money? Yeah. Versus going back to why did I get into this? And now they're losing that that connection piece, that part of like, this is an individual that needs to individually build their business. There is no cookie cutter for that. There, there just isn't. Yeah. And, the, and I think when you're getting into just needing to build fast to create and generate more money, that's scarcity. <laughs> and that's, so you were sharing about that's, that's where I've yeah. been led is to do a, a master class on scarcity mindset. Yeah. And I'm not a money coach. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm not. But yet I keep getting this incredible pull because scarcity keeps coming up with my clients, with other individuals when I'm talking to them. Like the scarcity just keeps circulating. And so at some point there's going to be a a money mindset, money scarcity masterclass for me because it is a big thing. And people don't realize that the moment you step into scarcity is the moment you lose your money, is the moment you lose your abundance. Yes. And it's not just money. There's so many other things that come with scarcity when we talk about losing abundance. And one of the first things somebody can do to shift their mindset is look for abundance in multiple ways throughout your day. Yes. You go to fill your tank and gas went down three cents. Man, that's abundance. Yes. Right? The other day, my son came home and he's like, Mom, somebody gave me a whole pizza at lunch. That's abundance. Right Come on now, and then you know what he did, and I'm so proud of him. He's such a good, oh, he just, he, yeah, such a good kid. He's like, yeah, I shared it with all my friends. I got like one piece. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. And, and that's, but that you know, and that's part of his human design is he loves yeah. to give and right. And so, but yeah, I mean, abundance can show up in so many ways. It's finding an old pair of socks, and now you got a new pair. Like you know, it's finding that pair of socks that you never took the tags off, and you open your drawer and you're digging through, and all of a sudden you find this fresh pair of socks. You're like, oh, brand new pair of socks. I didn't even have to pay for these. They've been in my drawer for a year, right? Like that's abundance. Mm -hmm. And that's how you really start shifting that scarcity mindset is looking for those different areas of abundance to pour into yourself to realize that it's not about the dollar. Yes, the dollar gets us places. The dollar is a tool. But the moment we start holding feelings and emotions towards the dollar is the moment that the dollar becomes more than a tool. And really, we're just an energetic, we're just a, a literally a channel. Yeah. And the more that it's flowing, yep. can flow in and out of us and be in gratitude for it, you know, yep. 
yeah, and it's so it's it, interesting because like I I see a lot of people who are making a lot of money mm-hmm. talk about how much money they're making, mm-hmm. but are in scarcity. Correct. And I was going to say, with that too, are they happy? Yeah. Are they fulfilled? Right. right. Like, it's really easy to show up on Instagram and put something out there and make it look like all the bells and whistles and all the fun things and the glitter and the glam and whatever it may be. Yeah. But as soon as they click off of that, are they sitting there happy? Do they love every single client they have? Do they find abundance every single day, no matter what they do? Right. Like those, those things that are so important when they're not on the screen, are they truly doing what they're saying? Yes. And to me, that's more important than what I say on a screen or show up on a screen because the things behind the scenes say more about me as an individual and is is my integrity. Yeah. And can I say this too? Because I think that maybe someone's listening to this and thinking, okay, that might be me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like, maybe I'm making a lot of money and I'm feeling this way. Or maybe it's like, I'm not making a lot of money, but I am also feeling this way. I want to yeah. say this is not to shame or guilt you into anything. Oh, yeah. It's just, but use it as something to allow yourself to see where there's growth and expansion for yourself. Absolutely. If, if somebody is listening to us right now and they are like red hot, that's an mm-hmm. area to get curious with and explore. Yeah. Right. And that's something I talk about all the time too, is like my clients, I'm like, Ooh, we hit a button, right? Yeah. Let's get curious with this. Let's explore this and see where this is at. Because anytime something gets you red hot, there's a reason for that. And that's telling you that something's not aligned for you. Yeah. And it's not the people that you're listening to. It's something within you that's not aligned. There's something that you're holding yourself back from. And that's really the key with it is like that alignment within us is so, so huge. And that wooey side, whether you're wooey or not, that energetic being, right? Yeah. And so, and I think there's, I'm going to, I'm going to circle to woo because I'm getting a polling to do that. So there's lots of ways that woo comes into things. There's lots of ways to get downloads and to channel and to have things. And even for myself, over the years, I've had so many things happen. And and I normally wouldn't share this, but for some reason, I'm being pulled. We're going to go there. Um, My dad passed away in 2014. Kid you not, three months up until he passed, I had dreams of exactly what was going to happen. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so have I had those things happen before? Absolutely. And until the last year of stepping in and fully aligning myself, and I'm not fully aligned, no one ever is, right? But like stepping into wanting to be fully aligned, did I realize the power and impact that I have by having that ability? Mm-hmm. And so that's not the first time something like that has happened where I have this incident, like I can't even tell you, Andrea, how much anxiety I had that summer. Like so much anxiety. And after he passed, it all went away. And I sat there and went, what is going on? What is this? Right? Wow. And then in 2018, I think it was 2018, I had a severe anaphylactic reaction. Like, knocking on death's door. Bad. And afterwards, I was talking to a friend that was in the room with me. Actually, it was a friend. He's now my husband. He'd come back with me because I was worried the hospital, the small hospital we went to, I'm like, they're going to kill me. Like, you have to be in there with me so they don't do something they're not supposed to. And I told him, I'm like, who is the person with their arm around me? 
And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, no, there was somebody that was sitting by me and they had their arm around me the whole time. And he goes, Kaylee, I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, was it the doctor? Like, did he put his hands on my shoulders or something? He goes, were you that out of it? And I'm like, okay, then inform me, like, what am I missing here? And he's like, you had 15 people in that room with you and nobody was sitting next to you. Okay. So it wasn't until, right, like a couple of weeks later that I put two and two together. It was my dad. Oh, yeah. He very much will come into my life at times and I can feel his presence. He has a very warm. I, have, I just got, very so got the chills. <laughs> totally has a very distinct present when he comes yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And it was my dad sitting there. He was keeping me calm. So I would continue to breathe. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think that's important for people to know, right? Like there's so many ways on the spiritual side that you can connect with people that you don't even realize it until you allow yourself to realize it. Yes. Right. And so now in tough times, I sit there and I'm like, okay, dad, like give me something. Right. And he always shows up. He's always Mm -hmm. there. And then I've connected with a medium and she channeled him to me. Like, you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's profound what you can do when, again, you allow yourself to walk into a space that's woo woo and allow yourself to accept it. Right. (laughs) Right. No. Yes. You're exactly right. Because I just had a conversation with someone who's a healer doing Akashic records. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we've just, you know, I just finished getting off that conversation. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to have it with you. (laughs) I love it. And here we are. (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. Yeah. And yet here we are. Right. But I, I mean, I think it's important for people to understand, like, yes, you have your own internal instincts. You have your own internal intuition, your gut pulling, your feeling, whatever mm-hmm. it is that responds for you. But you also have these other ways of connecting and being guided also, if you allow yes. it. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. Like, I, I I often go back to, I don't, under, I don't really know what my spiritual context <laughs> is right now. I mean, I, it's, it feels crazy. But anyways... Um, I did really connect with Holy Spirit, like when that was my faith. And to me that I feel, I still feel a strong connection to that. Yeah. There's a guide for me there. And, and so for me there, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, Holy Spirit, like what, what do I need to know? Where am I being guided? And more recently I have felt the presence of other souls, other people in my life that have passed. And I wouldn't say like in a weird way, particularly, but in this like kind of knowing way, like just Mm -hmm. something will happen. And I'm like, oh, there's my grandfather. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that seems weird, but just like, and, you know, going back to the story of me going to, to Toronto this weekend, for this funeral, um, there's something, and I'm just going to say this. I don't, it feels weird saying it. I don't know why I'm saying it, but there feels something like, anyway, <laughs> this whole conversation has been crazy. <laughs> Anyways, um, Julie, here's her name, is the girl who passed away. Julie, uh, when I first became a coach and I was a pastor, she was, we were great friends and she helped me 
um, start my programs that I started my first coaching programs called Design with Purpose. I wrote a book. And then her and another friend, Jen, started facilitating groups as well as me because we had too many people and I couldn't do all the groups. And so uh, both Julie and Jen did this. Uh, Julie ended up becoming a therapist. She was a neonatal um, clinical nurse prior to that and a clinical director and then felt the strong pull to go into psychotherapy and be a therapist. Now, this all happened kind of like in tandem with all this is going on. Over the years, I moved away. Uh, there was distance between us in, in that sense. And then I found out she passed away. And when I did, it was this kind of this like moment for me of, cause she's my age, of thinking to myself, wow, like I remember how strongly she supported and believed in me and what I carried in my life. And she carried something in her life. And now her life on the earth is over. And I'm like, okay, this is feels weird to me, but I'm like, there's something about me attending her funeral or being there that feels important. And I don't know if it's legacy or it's something. I don't know what it is, but I've been having this pull, which is why I kept the date. Even mm-hmm. though I wasn't sure of how I was going to get there or what was going to happen. It's all worked out and I'm going to be there. And I just feel this like you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. There is something that I either I sent, gave to her, I'm going to get back. I don't know what. Yeah. So what, what I'm feeling right now is, well, one, I feel her presence, but also the fact that there's some sort of message you're going to be delivering. We'll see. I don't know. Like, I'm just stepping into this whole like connecting thing. But that's, mm-hmm. that's what I got as you were talking is this pulling of there's a message. So, yeah, I'll, I receive it. And you know what? I think a lot too, like even on the non woo side, particularly, I think there's, you know, sometimes those reminders of our humanity. Oh, absolutely. The other, here's the other thing is like, you talk about talk, you talk about connecting with Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. How is connecting with the Holy spirit different than connecting with spirit? Right. It's not. It's just a matter of what you want to believe is yeah. that, 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 that thing, right? Like yeah. we're just putting a name to the thing that you're doing. Exactly. But on a spiritual side, they're the, they're the same thing. Yep. hundred percent. So but one's, considered, <laughs> one's considered woo and the other one's considered religion. Yeah. One's and some of it's even considered dark even. Right. Right. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I think there are people that connect to the dark side. Yeah. But they are outweighed by so many more that connect to the light. And it's a matter of understanding, again, at that energetic level, which one you're allowing into your life. Yes. Agreed. But at the end of the day, connecting to Holy Spirit and somebody who says they connect to spirit, the exact same thing. It's just a matter of words and what your belief system is around those words. Mm -hmm. And we're energetic beings, right? Oh, we are. I always Which, talk about that. Yeah. And I think that that in, that important part of like, you know, leaning into who we are, allowing ourselves to be 
fully realized in this lifetime to the extent that we are here to show up and who are here to show up for, um, I think is so beautiful. That's why I love like what you do, human design and business, because it's like really pulling out, like, how does this work for me to actually outwork this in my business? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, even just the conversation we had, even though we didn't really talk about business per se, like all of this, when you get a handle on who you are, and how your work you work and yeah. all these things you're exploring and you're open to exploring it just opens you up to being able to understand how to take action in your business in a way that's aligning with you oh 100% and yeah. you know the other thing i think too is a lot of times when i'm working with entrepreneurs at some point it never fails i connect with them and their significant other and we talk through that relationship because so there's crazy. always something right like there's always something with yeah. their relationship that's off kilter a little bit which then is in, impacting the business side of it. And so there's there's so many aspects of human design. Yeah. And there's so many ways. Could I and I could go down a million rabbit holes with it. But that's the other thing too is like it helps you through relationships because you start to understand the other person. And human design is not about changing you as an individual. Human design is about understanding the other person that you are sitting next to, whether that's a significant other, your parents, your your spouse, your child, like whoever it is, it's understanding how they work and how that's different from you so that you can accept that they're going to be different. Mm -hmm. Girl, I could literally talk to you all day. I know we probably should stop because I think this is going to be one of your longest. <laughs> episodes. And this, this, this happens frequently when I'm on podcast is like, they're like, I never go this long. But no, we, we really should probably wrap it up maybe have a, a continuum at another time. But yeah. yes, this has been amazing. This is so good. I mean, it's so funny. Like, I feel like we kind of like looped around all these things. But having said all that, thank you so much for Absolutely. being on the podcast, for sharing your knowledge. And, um, and just honestly, I just appreciate you in general, like just as a human, um, so grateful for you. So thank you for just being yourself, for being my friend, but also for being on the podcast. How can people connect with you? Absolutely. So go to my Instagram in my link in my bio, you can run your chart for free. Go ahead and do that and then binge my content. You literally can figure out almost anything you want off of my content. And I always say, if you're going to give me a follow, also hop in my DMs and just say hi. I love just to connect with my community. It is actually part of my design. Um, and I just love to know, like, are you a generator? Are you a manifesting generator? Maybe you're a manifester or a reflector. I just love to know who you are, what you do. Um, yeah, that's the best way to, to connect with me. And what is your Instagram handle? Kaylee Tugis, at Kaylee Tugis. Okay. And I'm guessing you'll put that in the show notes for people. I will do so, that. <laughs> so they can, it's easy for them because they're probably like, how do I spell that? Go to the show notes and it'll all be there for them. Yeah, I will absolutely do that. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, until next time, we will yes. we will do it again. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here. That was so powerful. Kaylee has such an incredible way of bringing everything back to our human design and having that knowledge of who we are and how we function in the world and really allowing ourselves to just be and have grace for those parts of us that maybe we have shamed before is really a gift. 
And so I am so grateful that she was on the Courage Cast today. If you want to connect with her, I will put her links in the show notes and you can connect with her. I would highly, highly suggest grabbing a human design call with her and just really diving into your human design. Friend, thanks for hanging out with us today. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of the Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crowley.